0: Hey guys, Doug here. Um, before we get to this week's episode of Animecons TV, um, a little bit of an update there. Some of the things that Patrick and I are talking about have already changed since we recorded our conversation. Um, with the news of Otakon still moving forward with their original dates and starting to plan things. Some of our points are a little dated, but I still think it's a pretty good episode and a lot of the discussion we have is worth having despite that. We're going to wait and see kind of what happens with Otakon, but I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the episode. And once again, don't forget to comment on everything with all the forms that we use. And without that, uh, anything else, let's get to the episode and we'll talk to you guys soon. Welcome, everyone, back to AnimeCon's TV. It's... Been a while since we've been able to record an episode, but we actually have some good convention news to talk about and how things are kind of changing in the convention world. And who better to talk to me about it than our own podcast and website founder, uh, Pat Delhanty. So, welcome back Pat, to your own show.
1: <laughs> it's great to be able to do another episode. Uh, yeah, in the last year and a half, the only episodes I've done are the year and review episodes. Because there haven't been any cons to talk about. Yeah. So I think we're finally starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel here. And it's, it's a good feeling.
0: It's, it's really starting to feel fantastic that things are slowly starting back to return back to the way they used to be. And a little normal and everything like that as you know policy, like mask mandates and things like that are being released and limits on the gathering sizes and what people can do in, indoors and stuff, it's it's nice to see that change some, I mean some of us I think are a little worried like is this going to be too soon, but it seems like everything's moving in the right direction.
1: Yeah, and you know, just the feeling of I had my second shot, it was two weeks ago today, and I went and got a haircut for the first time in eight months, and you know, I got a haircut last October because it was nine months. I couldn't take it anymore. And going then, it was like, okay, got to be really careful. I know this person has seen however many people a day. And, you know, if she got infected, I don't want to... But going there with both shots and two weeks after the second one, it's like, exhale. Oh, I felt comfortable just getting a haircut and... Uh, it's starting to feel like things are gonna get back to normal. I still don't know how to people but Yeah. <laughs> there's there's so been I a don't lot have of long this. hair anymore, it's great. Oh, <laughs> it's like way down past my shoulder. Wow. Yes. It's
0: it it's the remembering how to people is something a lot of I've heard a lot of people talk about like as things readjust and just like oh yeah, socializing. I mean
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I still don't feel completely free because we have a toddler in the house who's not old enough for any vaccine, Uh, so, you know, we can't go anywhere with him. Uh, At least based on what the CDC says, we can't bring it home to him, so that's good, but it means we can't go to restaurants still with him. uh, We can't just, you know, go hang out at the mall. He won't be going to any conventions, but... Yeah,
0: it's... It's going to take a while for that, so, well, yeah. and I mean, there were some conventions during the pandemic, Yeah and it's a bit of a mixed bag, like, some of them, they just seemed hell-bent on having it, you know, like, oh, well, we're going to have mask rules and this, that, and the other, and you kind of, we kind of felt like, oh, these people are crazy.
1: Yeah. Oh, we're doing temperature checks, we're okay, it's like, you no, know, that's not really, some people don't even get a fever, so. Yeah. And then you'd see people take the masks off to have pictures with the guests. Like, oh my god, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. And there were also some conventions that either they were in the state that never actually had like those limits or, or something mm-hmm. like that. And if they didn't hold the convention they'd lose even more money or, you know, go completely bankrupt. And those are the conventions to kind of feel bad for because yeah. they were stuck in that situation. They if they could have canceled with their contract, they would have, but the way the contract was written and kind of the way the states or, you know, even sometimes just on the city level, you know, set up their rules, they couldn't get out of it. And those are the ones you really felt bad for.
1: Yeah, um, it, it all depends on the state, city, and the venue. Because, you know, if the state says, oh, no, lunch gatherings, you're fine but then sometimes the state said it was okay, but the city says no large gatherings. Then you're fine. And then other times it was down to the venue where the venue's like, all right, but we are not doing uh, events, so you can get out of the contract if you're not comfortable. Uh, But then sometimes all three said, all right, no, we're back to normal, you gotta have your thing. And you know, they scheduled it probably years ago because a lot of conventions, people might not be aware, A lot of conventions are scheduled more than a year in advance, you know, you'll talk to the venue, you'll book your dates, maybe five years at a time, Uh, and especially the larger conventions where you need a large, you can't just go, oh, we're going to go to the hotel next door, you know, no, you need this convention center, or you're not happening, and so they have to book it years in advance to get dates even close to what they want, and so they don't know there's going to be a pandemic in five years, and... Um, so yeah it's not like they can just drop it in another venue Uh, but yeah if the venue says oh you're going to hold this then you know they're going to if I mean they can always cancel and pay a huge penalty and if they've got a large enough bank account maybe they can do that but most conventions are on a shoestring budget so that's not happening Yeah. So some of them we're doing uh, reduced attendance. You know, oh, we can only have 25 percent, and that's just killer to everybody. Because the dealers aren't getting the attendance, yeah. the artists aren't getting the attendance, uh, so they're not making money. Your convention's not making. Everybody's just losing. It would have been better to let you cancel, but they're forcing you to hold. So, but then I did see plenty of this. Like, oh no, you know, we didn't. Cancel for snowstorms or rainstorms and floods. We're not canceling for this. It's like, oh, you guys are terrible. And, yeah. I don't like and so, for the conventions that wanted to cancel but couldn't, I, I feel for them. Especially the ones, if you're gonna organize a convention, you know, form the corporation under well, form a corporation. Don't put it under your name. So if the con loses money, you're not personally bankrupt from it. yeah, that way you can say, oh no, all right, con's bankrupt and then in you know three years come back, oh, it's new con, con two but yeah, cons during the pandemic was a bad idea,
0: yeah, and the, the those stubborn ones were really kind of so annoying to look at because it's just they like kind of the you should know better. Don't don't be a jerk, and you're just making it worse for everybody involved, including yourself.
1: Yeah, and I also noticed the guests going to these conventions, a lot of them tended to be the anti-maskers. Mm. They were the ones that, uh, well, you know, I, I haven't been in uh, Lewis and Clark for decades, so I'm going to go make a convention appearance and get some money. <laughs> you know, not to name names, but... Yeah. Or just people that, like,
0: they 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 have to get take what they can get for yeah. conventions because maybe they've been shamed into something because it turned out they turned it in they were a horrible people uh, person and
1: that and people they finally and they need more it. voice acting jobs yeah
0: yeah so um but I think though as we shift to you know concept have been doing things right one of the fears I've really started to have is I really feel, Concern about there's going to be a couple conventions that you know the the rules have been lifted and they say well you know things are back to normal you have to have your convention and you're stuck with a contract and they've you know normally they plan the convention for a year a year out like they're because especially larger conventions it takes a lot of time to plan everything and put on a big show and now. They may only get a few months, maybe even a few weeks, and they have to scramble to figure out how to do it. Yeah, and those are the cons I'm really concerned about. Yeah,
1: and um, although at this point I think a lot of conventions have been kind of planning in in uh, behind the scenes, like, okay, if we happen, then we'll do this. But I've seen a lot holding off, uh, like they haven't booked guests because they, you know, you don't want to be caught booking guests and then you have to cancel and you know, deal with all of that. So it's easier to just wait. And, you know, maybe this year they don't have guests. That's fine. Uh, keep keep the convention small to start. I, I think anybody who anticipates that it's, you know, oh, everyone's vaccinated, we're going back to normal, this is not going to happen. Yeah. Conventions that do happen this year in person are going to be so much smaller than normal this is a terrible time to launch a new convention don't do don't start a new convention double this year yeah <laughs> uh, yeah they're just going to come back and because uh, a lot of people just you know they're going to be cautious like um, in, this summer I actually am planning because I'm fully vaccinated I'm going to go to Port Collier, Uh they're having a smaller hybrid events, so part of it will be online, and then they're going to have it in-person too. I think it's the same, you can just do the same panels online or in-person. Uh, so I'm going to go check it out for at least a day, and it's a smaller convention, and I know this year it's going to be even smaller, uh, but, you know, I feel comfortable going to a small con like that. I would not feel comfortable going to, like, Anime Expo or San Diego Comic-Con Comic-Con in 2019 was just way too overcrowded, and even if it's half that, I would not want to be anywhere near that. You know, even though I'm fully vaccinated, uh, I don't want to take the chance. (laughs) Right.
0: And there's, you know, just one of the things you mentioned with guests, like I was thinking about this, is, you know, where we stand right now, Japan is still struggling to get things under control, so... Trying to even get a you know trying to get a Japanese guest is pretty much out of the question at this time,
1: or even a Canadian guest. You're not getting yeah. any international guests. Everybody is domestic. Yeah, if you're in Canada, you're only getting Canadian guests. If you're in the U.S., it's only U.S. guests.
0: Yeah, and look, look look for somebody that you know is. You know, in your proverbial backyard, or could drive up instead of, I and mean, you, you just pay for their gas and their tolls, yeah. Instead of putting them on a plane or something yeah, this like is a,
1: that. This is a good year to focus on local guests. uh You know, unless you're doing an online event, then I say, go shoot for the moon. And yeah. Get guests you normally could never get. I've seen a lot of Australian conventions that are having virtual guests, and they're getting some really big names that they would never get to fly down to Australia and it would be so expensive, but, you know, somebody comes online for a panel for an hour, they're having some great guests at these virtual conventions. Yeah.
0: Because even if it's, you know, a time change, all of a sudden, you know, okay, maybe I have to get up for, yeah. you know, two hours in the middle of the night, then I just, I'll look pretty on the webcam and then go back to bed.
1: Yeah. Well, i got to get up at 9 a.m. for this panel or, you know, I'm staying up till 11, whatever. They can make it work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But yeah, if you're doing virtual, shoot for the moon. If you're in person, emphasize local guests. That's a good point.
0: Yeah, and I I think with local guests, and maybe I'm a little biased as someone who is a panelist and my staff position on Anime Boston is the featured panelist coordinator. um, But I think this is like you talk about local guests if you know local people that give like really good panels or something Mm -hmm. this is where like a featured panelist track would be a really good opportunity and this could be a really good opportunity to kind of build that programming for your con in the future too yeah because you might have someone in your backyard
1: and you know you're going to have limited attendance record that panel post it on a youtube account for the con and let people see what type what type of programming you have and you know they like this uh, panel by this person this year, they might come back to see something else by that person the next year. Or, Uh, you know, some other interesting panels that you may have. It's a good opportunity for promotion.
0: Yeah. You mentioned, you know, some cons are going to be smaller, either they're limiting attendance or something, but I'm really curious what's going to happen with just the general attendees when there aren't these limited... It was like, how much are you going to see... Um, pent up demand, like people really eager to get back, and how much you're going to see hesitancy on some people that are like, you know what, I'm not going to go to a giant event just yet. And I keep trying to think, where do I fall? I and mean, half the time, I'm like, you know, there are certain cons that, like, if I found out tomorrow it was happening, I'd be make start making plans. But at the same time, those are some of those cons that I do every year are larger ones, and it's just not sure if I'm ready yet.
1: Yeah. Like, if you... Doug, you've won a trip to Dragon Con. It's like, you'll be like, ah, can I put it up till next year? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, and I think, you know, there's a certain amount of pent up. Uh, but I think those people that, it's like, oh, I can't wait to get out and get to a con that are going to go to the first one they can get to, they're probably the ones that have already gone to cons. It's like, oh, but you know, I'll I'll wear a mask and I'll be safe, and uh, so I, I think we're what we're going to see is more hesitancy. We're going to see. Let me just you know take a step back, see how it goes. I'll let some cons happen. Maybe I'll only go for a day. Like I'm only going for a day uh, to Portland, and you we'll check it out. I'm not going to be there all four days of the con. And so, you know, we'll see how it goes, see how I feel. Uh, But yeah, I I actually recommend anybody who wants to go back to cons, try small ones first. I've always encouraged small conventions. Try out your local small cons. Uh, And just, you know, dip your foot in the water. Small cons are some of the best experiences I've had. And uh, I think they're a good way to get back into cons after all of this. You don't want to jump in to some super crowded event, come home with, Con plague, and be wondering like, oh no, did I catch it? Yeah. And, oh, it's just a cold, but still, <laughs> I don't want to catch anything right now.
0: <laughs> and I think some of that there, there's going to be some of those people that have that pent up demand though that are be like, I'm going, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to wear my mask. I'm going to get my vaccine when it's my turn and it's available. And they're going to be trying to do everything like that. Yeah. Um, but. There's also like, you know, figuring out limiting numbers and stuff like that or how to have their event and, you know, still be safe. I think we're going to see some cons stumble a little and I think it's going to be important for attendees to remember to kind of be patient as we're all figuring this out from attendees, from convention organizers to venues. Everyone's trying to figure it out. What's going to be the best approach?
1: Yeah, and, and took, there's
0: going to be some missteps there
1: yeah it took a while for everybody to figure out the online convention thing uh, you know and if everybody first started shutting down there weren't online conventions coming because nobody had time to plan that it's just oh we got to cancel and can we do an online thing you know there were a couple uh, twitch streams and uh, some other minor things people put in uh, lists of dealers that would have been at the convention or artists and called it their online convention uh, but as the year went on, we got more and more involved with, oh, now this convention has Zoom panels, and you can go in and join those. And it got more more like the in-person convention. It got better uh, planned, much better. And uh, so I think, as we saw with the online conventions, we're going to see that happening with the in-person ones, where, you know, it's coming back and people are going to adapt. Uh, some conventions that are coming back are requiring you to have a uh, vaccine to be fully vaccinated or to have a negative uh, COVID test within three days or so, and you know that's certainly a good strategy to try to keep infections at the minimum because you don't want to be in in the newspapers that next super spreader event. That's yeah. That's, I mean, the scene There's no such thing as bad press. Oh, that would be bad press. That,
0: yeah, because then you would immediately become that con. Oh, yeah. Like oh. everyone still oh. refers to Super. that BioGen conference that happened in Boston, and yeah. you, that's you know, professionals. If it was you know an anime convention that did it, oh, you'd yeah. never hear the end of it. You, you would you would forever be known as PlayCon.
1: Yeah certain cons have certain years that have been branded as line con. You know, I mean, it's more than one con that's gotten that, or uh, you know, other other nicknames over the years, and you don't want to be one of those. It's, it's kind of like uh, Twitter, where every day there's uh, a person that's the featured person, and you never want to be that person. <laughs> like, for conventions, yeah, you don't want to be that convention. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, I mean, you don't want to be the one that uh, has um, a vaccination site have to reschedule their dates because you had already planned oh, a convention that. on those dates. That's... I mean, okay, they probably booked the convention site first. They shouldn't have had one in the first place. They should have canceled and then uh, the vaccination could have been on the regular days.
0: And there Magic. were so many. There were so many people, like even convention fans. I know that weren't like, "Oh, hey, cool conventions come back." This was it. Was one of those. This is how we get a bad name as mm-hmm. a, a fandom. Like this is what ruins it for the rest of us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: uh, you know, but as we said, like one of the points I really we can't emphasize enough is if you're eligible. Um, and it's available, please get the vaccine. The best vaccine is the first one you can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, because doing so will mean that conventions can come back for real, and it'll be safe. So, if you haven't yeah. already, if you're hesitant, please do it, because that means we can all do the things we love again.
1: And I don't know about you, I didn't get any severe side effects. The first one felt like somebody punched me in yeah. the arm second one felt like somebody punched me in there really hard but that was it I think I might have gotten a slight headache and been tired but that was also because I didn't get a lot of sleep yeah. and I was busy doing some other stuff and lifting boxes my, my
0: first dose I had a sore arm uh, the second dose I had a sore arm and I woke up with feeling a little dehydrated and a little bit of a headache but mm-hmm. I'm also not sure that that was the shot that could have just been seasonal allergies
1: well, I, I uh, actually, when I got the second shot, she was saying, okay, make sure you drink plenty of water. Cause I think dehydration is pretty common, but that's yeah. you know, so minor. Uh, my wife did have a little more severe reaction. She just felt under the weather for a day. But, I mean, now, fully vaccinated it's totally worth it. And,
0: uh, so get your vaccine and then get your ice-cold water. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, team Pfizer.
0: Uh, I, I, I'm house Moderna myself, oh. so... Hey, again, it—they're all safe. Yeah, get the like whichever one you can. Yeah. yeah so. Um, but I I do want to change gears a little bit just because we haven't had been able to do too many episodes of Anime Cons TV, but we've been a little busy for most of most of our crew.
1: Yeah, we've all had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing there's no conventions happening too because I don't know how we fit that in.
0: <laughs> but. Um, just about all of us, except Sketch, and I know he's been targeted now, um, have been on a friend's podcast. Our friend Katie Hunt has been started Convention Confessional, which is just stories of uh, people sharing stories from convention stuff. We've all been on there, I said, yeah. except Sketch, and we know we're we're gonna drag him on yeah. there at some point.
1: He'll be on there at some point. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, uh, yeah, I mean it's good stories and bad stories. Right. So it's not it's not your typical oh, it's you know, the the panel the late night at conventions where they tell their con horror stories. No. This isn't all horror stories. Some of these are pretty good stories. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean there's stories about cosplay, there's stories about convention planning, there's stories about you know staffing conventions or just traveling to conventions and uh yeah, this. I she's told me some of the guests she's got coming up, and she's got some good episodes. She's
0: she's out. she's been putting a lot of work into it, and yeah. Just so that every episode gets at least one or two points where I'm just rolling with laughter, and <laughs> think, you know, I'm I'm driving to or from work on my commute, and I have to, you know, wait a minute, focus on the wheel because I'm laughing so hard. Um, and there's a, oh, I know she's putting a lot of work, so. Once again, that podcast is Convention Confessional. I really want to give it a lot of uh, credit and spotlight it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's on every podcast player you've got. It's audio, so yeah. it's good to listen to while you drive.
0: Yeah. Um, so I think that's about it, but to everyone that's joined us, we're, we're glad you're still with us. We hope we'll be getting more content tuned, but in the meantime... Don't forget to tell us what you're being up to, what you're looking forward to as cons slowly get back. What you've been doing to kind of keep up with the con experience and things like that. There's a lot of different ways to reach out to us. Uh, you want to list some of them because I, I know <laughs> you've there's a bunch.
1: It's been so long. Uh, you can email us at podcast at T V or you can leave us a voicemail. I don't know the last time we got a voicemail just because we haven't done many episodes, but uh, it's. 762-ADEQUATE that's 762-233-7828 2, 2, 3, 3, 8, 8. and I remember that number because I give it out occasionally to people that I think might spam me <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah drop us a line or uh, you can follow us on Twitter at AnimeConsTV um, and let us know what when you plan to go back to conventions uh, which one are you going to hit up and uh, in a couple Couple of weeks, a few weeks, I don't know, a month. We'll yeah. see. Uh, I'm going to have a report on PortCon Maine. It's going to be our first con report in almost two years. Wow. Yeah. Almost two years, or is it over two years? When was the yeah. last time we did a con report? Oh, I'm looking. Uh, it might be you... my Otacon one. Oh, no. Anime NYC 2019.
0: Ha! I got the last one. It was
1: in November 2019. Yeah, you yeah, that,
0: that was the last convention I, I did.
1: Your streak of episodes, oh my god, Doug.
0: <laughs> you keep letting me talk.
1: Yeah, it's been... Alright, I, I did an episode in November 2019, and after that, I think they're all you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah,
1: there's nothing wrong with that.
0: So, once again, get your shot so we can have other people <laughs> go to conventions and con reports and just get, get me off here for a little while.
1: Yeah, don't throw away your shot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So,
1: and after you get the first one, make sure you get the sequel injection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so. Go, uh, go see um, Michelle Pfizer or uh, be <laughs> a Moderna major general. <laughs>
0: oh. or or the Johnson brothers.
1: Yeah. So. I've been waiting on all this stuff. I haven't had an outlet for
0: all. <laughs> <laughs> oh we soon we'll be able to do the we'll be able to record podcast episodes together in person
1: we could have done that this one but we didn't think we're so used to just yeah very Uh, very soon. soon
0: all right well then once again thanks everyone we will see you soon stay in touch stay safe and that's it from us later